Hey, I'm your host, Lamar L.A. Smith, and welcome to another episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Today, I'm with my host, with my, <laughs> my bad, with my friend, Brandon Jones, who's a senior at Arizona State University. He's also the host of our podcast, Let's Talk About Sports. Uh, he's also inspired two future book characters, uh, well, two future future books. He's inspired a character in two future books. So, Brandon, you know, it was up. How's it going, guys? It's a pleasure to be on this podcast with my LTAS uh, co-host, and uh, I look forward to today. Cool, cool, cool. What you guys don't know about Brandon is Brandon is a character, like emphasis on character. He is a fiend for TikTok, and I'm telling you, I rarely ever get on TikTok, but I think I know everything that's going on or trending on TikTok vicariously through Brandon, whether it's his Snapchat story, uh, TikToks that he sends to our group. And I'm telling you, if you want a funny TikTok, he's your guy. Like, I'm telling you, it's elite content, elite content. I've been on TikTok so much that my For You page is strictly out-of-pocket comedy. I'll say that. I, I think that's uh, I think that's very safe to say. But uh, let's get into today's topic, which is personal growth. So to me, growth in college is inevitable between, you know, living in dorms, between, you know, just normal stuff like paying bills, like the whole nine, like, being, you're on your own for the first real time so for me I want you I want to know first what were you like your freshman year obviously I've known you for a minute but I I wasn't there your freshman year of college at least yeah so obviously you went to ASU for grad school and I'm finishing up undergrad here so it's two completely different perspectives you know I started off as a freshman in the dorms at Taylor Place on downtown Phoenix campus. Um, we we got our apartment my sophomore year at Roosevelt Point. I think each year has just been uh, some type of transition into whether it's it's living um, arrangements or it's um, my classes getting more difficult. It's just been a transition each and every year. You know, the freshman year, I I was 17, first time living on my own. I didn't know what to do. And fortunately, my first two semesters academically weren't too difficult and went pretty smoothly. Finished freshman year with about a 3-4 GPA. And I also got to have more than enough fun, which unfortunately, our class of 2019 and 2020 kids uh, have not been able to get out of their freshman year. So it's fortunate that I got to have fun while also um, staying up on my grades. And I would say freshman year was much of a success given how young I was. And then flash forward to sophomore year, all of a sudden I'm in an apartment. It took me probably 
three, four, maybe even five months to figure out how to really grocery shop. The cooking part wasn't so <laughs> difficult for me. It was, you know, learning how to properly grocery shop and not buying things that I'm not going to finish before they expire. I can attest to we're not gonna get it. We're not, we're not going to get into the moldy bun story, but it took me a while to learn how to uh, how to grocery shop properly and, you know, not blow through my money. So that was definitely a big adjustment, but I, that, that, that's helped me a lot going forward. And then uh, academically, I kind of hit a rock first semester of sophomore year, had a lot of uh, classes where, you know, final started being worth 35% of my grade instead of 20 and I've never been a guy that's been good with long exams. So a lot of my grades just completely slipped at the end of the semester. And I'd say probably going into finals week, I was on pace to have probably a 3-1, 3-2 for the semester, ended up with a 2-4. So that was, that was a hard pill to swallow. Uh, tanked my GPA all the way down to a 2.95. And I had a pretty good and uh bounce back second semester classes were actually more difficult than they were first semester but they a lot of them were journalism classes so i didn't have to worry about finals Finals. taking my grade (laughs) you know sports videography that class was hell but it's 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 what's it's what i'm going to do so i was able to get a b plus out of it after extra credit and sports reporting that was another hard class i mean jane lee is arguably the best uh, sports reporting teacher out there, former writer for MLB.com for the Oakland A's for about 10 years. Um, 30K oh. followers, verified on Twitter. That makes Great sense teacher. why she knows, uh, you know, my teacher that I had for sports reporting, Bill. Cause, you know, yeah, Bill Hill, yeah. They were actually, uh, I think Bill was, was one of the people who lobbied for her to teach at ASU hmm. when she came out here. Her husband moved out here and then she was like, hey, why not teach at uh, one of the best journalism schools in the country? So I actually got it when it was her first semester of teaching. She was she had not stepped down from the Oakland A's yet. So, hmm. and this was a spring semester class. So she was running back and forth trying to teach two sports reporting classes while also covering spring training for the Oakland A's for most of the semester. And she just said, enough is enough and stepped down. She was actually giving us some insight on uh, Kyler Murray's decision to play in the NFL instead of the MLB. Obviously, she was pretty close with Kyler Murray because he was supposed to play for the Oakland A's. And so that was really cool um, hearing from her. Before he even sent the tweet out, he texted her. He was like, hey, just wanted you to know I chose football. I'm going to go into the NFL draft. Um, I already informed the Oakland A's. And that was that. So I actually knew before the announcement came out, she told us (laughs) in class. Interesting. That's, I mean, that's a cool experience in itself right there. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I, I've been putting out a lot of articles obviously this past semester and um, just seeing her and some of the other Cronkite professors who have a big following retweet my work and, you know, get a lot of my views up was really cool. I, the very first article I wrote, she retweeted it two or three times and I wake up the next morning and it's the highest trending article on the Cronkite News front page. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
you talked about, I mean, not all of it, but a lot of things that you had to learn and grow from, you know, from grocery shopping to, you know, just figuring out basic, you know, life skills that everyone has to figure out at some point in life, regardless exactly. of when they figure them out. So between when you, you know, started in your freshman year to now, how do you think you've grown? Like, not how do you think you've grown, but in what way have you grown the most, I would say? Um, well, I'll just start career-wise. Uh, I'd say, yeah, that's that spring semester where I had Jane Lee, my sports reporting teacher, and Tom Fergus, a great sports videographer. You know, videography is not necessarily uh, my best skill, but I actually did a lot of it for my internship with Phoenix Rising this semester and used a lot of the tips that uh, Tom Fergus gave us when he taught us. So, you know, having those two great Cronkite professors that really catapults me into the sports journalism industry. Uh, the, that following summer, I interned with Golf Channel, met a lot of cool people from different parts of the country. Um, they're off doing great things now. And that was just the start of my growth as a sports journalist. Junior year, I had to knock out of a lot of, a lot of general uh, ed classes and, you know, kind of slowed down a little bit. And then um, when the coronavirus hit, that's when we started our podcast. Um, the views have been going up and up and up. So I love to see the upward trend. Um, and that's when, you know, like my Tokyo Olympics internship got canceled. Um, I, I, I tried reaching out to a lot of my contacts that I had met at the 2019 NABJ conference in Miami. Um, my internship with NBC Sports LA had gotten canceled. So I was like, you know what? I, I need my JMC 44 internship credit for graduation. Well, let me see what I can do with my connects in Arizona. So I shot an email to Doug Tamaro, assistant athletic director with Sino Athletics. Um, was like, hey, do you guys have any roles that you're doing? Um, unpaid or paid? I, I just need an internship at this point. And he was like, yeah, we can, we can figure something out for you. And then I also shot an email to my former sports multimedia professor, uh, Jose Bosch, who is the digital content um, coordinator, I think is his official position for Phoenix Rising FC. And, you know, I was expecting probably one or the other was going to uh, extend the offer. And about two weeks before the semester started, they both sent me emails within about a two day span. We're like, we'd love to have you on board. Unfortunately, we can't pay you, but we'd love to have you on board. And I was like, well, I guess I'm doing two internships on top of Cronkite News this semester. And <laughs> I, as I must say, I barely got any sleep. I didn't really have much free time to hang out with anybody, but I got a lot of valuable experience. I don't, I don't know how you did it. I mean, I did one internship when I was, you know, at UK, obviously for credit, you know, like everyone has to do at a lot of journalism schools, but Two at the same time, if I did two at the same time, it would have been no party thrown for me. I know that much. Not to mention not getting paid, too. So I had to work yeah. on the weekends to actually have money. 
What if they were paid, it really wouldn't have been that big of a deal. True, true, true. I was about to say real quick. Uh, did I have like an hour limit, like a certain amount of hours I had to do, or was it just like days yeah, you had so, to go? So for the Sun of Athletics internship, it was a three credit um, class that I had to pick up, and they require us to do 215 hours for the semester, which averages about to about a little under 15 hours a week. That's crazy. I think for which I'm actually a few hours short of, but uh, you know, since the semester's over, my uh, boss did me a solid and uh, signed off on it because he knows I'm gonna be doing stuff over break. So he let it slide. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I think at UK, I think I only had to do 100. Yeah, that's yeah. I th- yeah, I think I. And only- then for. And then for the one credit internship with Phoenix Rising, I had to do 120 hours for the semester, which was about eight a week. Okay. Dang. That's a 215. That's so, wow. Yeah, that's, that's, um, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, and then, uh, oh, what, pretty, say what you about to say? And then, you know, uh, with, this semester, um, at the end of the semester, I finished with Cronkite News, and um, one of my colleagues from Cronkite News reached out to me and was like, you're on the high school sports beat, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then she was like, uh, would you be interested in uh, writing for uh, SB Live? It's a, a high school sports publication that just launched and they only have one right now and I was like well I mean you couldn't have asked a better person so she connected me with the guy in charge of all that he was like yeah absolutely love to have you on board I'm not gonna tell you my salary from them but they pay me pretty good and I just started that last week and will probably be out at two or three state championship games this weekend. So this was up. This was up. That's right. that's that's how the school year's been going for me. Cool, cool. All right. Uh I don't know what your other choices were for college. I don't I don't honestly I don't remember. But for me at least I know with schools there comes a point where as cliche as it sounds if you go to one school over another, your life would be completely different. Like it's a bigger decision than you realize. Like, for example, I was considering Tennessee and Clemson. If I went to Tennessee or Clemson, my book, all that other stuff that happened, I don't know if it would have got created or if I would have the same, you know, college experience if I, you know, went to a different school. So how much do you think that being at ASU is specifically, you know, amplify your growth, whether it be career-wise, whether it be on a personal level? Well, I'll break down my final options. So, you know, at first I was thinking Temple was really the school that I wanted to go to and then didn't get in, didn't get into my mom's alma mater, Howard. So... It came down to ASU, University of Arizona, San Diego State, 
Washington State, and what was the last school? I remember you talking about SDSU. I think that's the only school yeah. you're telling me about. Yeah, it, it it basically came down to those four, and Washington State was a long shot. I only applied because it was an in-state school for me. I went to the campus and was like, hell no. I'll do two years at community college and transfer to an out-of-state school before I do this. Pullman, Washington was just not for me. You. I don't blame you. I do not blame you one bit. So it really came down to San Diego State, who ironically is playing ASU in basketball tonight, and I'm writing the game story for that for the Sun Devils website. And uh, it also came down to University of Arizona. Visited all three. I actually, uh, my parents had a timeshare that alternated between Scottsdale in Arizona mm-hmm. and um aviara which is like just north of san diego so i was pretty familiar with both areas and my grandparents uh have a second home in tucson so i was familiar with tucson as well so obviously that played a part in my decision as well and you know at san diego state their journalism program was pretty non-existent if i was going to end up going there i probably would have done something in business whether it's accounting finance and I just decided that's not really what I wanted to do it was going to be a little bit cheaper but you know I was also thinking about post-graduation it's like all right if I land a job in San Diego right out of college I'm gonna be living in the slums working in San Diego it's so expensive out there yeah. So, I mean, that was definitely something that I really thought about. And with University of Arizona, I talked to their journalism dean. I talked to a lot of people in their journalism program. And I knew that if I went to Arizona, that I wouldn't be doing journalism when the dean of the school said, hey, we're not Cronkite, but and I, I'd barely even listened to what she said after that. I'm like, the fact that their journalism program is so shaky that they have to lead off with, we're not Cronkite, that speaks volumes. And you, know, you could just tell on Accepted Students Day that their dean, by the way, is Black. So of course she approached me out of all the students at the Accepted Students Day and you could just tell that they're just desperate for people of color, to be honest. And Arizona, it was, it was the university was just not my vibe. I was thinking about possibly doing sports business there. Um, they have a really good sports business program, and I probably would have turned into more of a sports agent uh team front office guy kind of person but i'm glad i made the decision that i made i think if i had gone to arizona i probably would have spent most of my time at my grandparents house because i don't think i really would have fit in there down in tucson so uh tucson is a honestly like i I went to a college like town so i understand 
there is we we went to Tucson together once. There's nothing in Tucson. Like that would have been you would have to have been a a super super like how do I describe it? like a super fan you know type of far as like athletics or something like that in order to join that environment or just be really into the party scene etc where like if you go to Arizona State where I, I mean obviously I feel like you made the right decision for yourself in general I mean your path thus far is a uh, proof of that you have all of that right there so like you can still go out to parties or whatever situation may be on that or enjoy like nightlife in general you got Scottsdale you got Phoenix, you got Tempe, different things that you can do. Uh, all the professional sports teams are already in Phoenix, like down the street from Cronkite. So if you want to go to a game in person, you can go there instead of having to drive two hours away. Uh, away if you lived in Tucson, uh, then you had situations. The Cardinal Stadium is an hour from where I am right now, and that's three hours from Tucson. So, and then that's like the example. the major as well. So. Cronkite easily was the best program out of the three of those schools. Like you said, San Diego State is practically non-existent. And then you have a situation where you have uh, at the other school, what is it called? Um, Tucson, U of A. U of A, uh, I don't know much about their journalism program, but I think it's safe to say that they aren't on the same caliber or notoriety as Cronkite. I mean, I had someone in my grad cohort that came from U of A to Cronkite for grad school because like they didn't have a uh, big time, you know, journalism program. Yeah, and I, um, one of my colleagues back home, R.A. Kozla, he chose Arizona over Arizona State. And I think that was largely because his parents were alums and don't realize how much better Cronkite is than the sports journalism school at Arizona and I wouldn't be surprised to see him hitting me up after he graduates or just end up enrolling at Cronkite for grad school because yeah most of most of what he's getting down there in Arizona is opportunities where he showed initiative and got internships and stuff like that rather than what he's learning in the classroom yeah, I mean, there are a lot of schools like that in general, I feel like. But uh, just to backtrack real quick, I don't think I ever would have guessed this when I was your, you know, teaching assistant slash, you know, counselor at DWC uh, back at American University. But summer 2016, I, <laughs> I actually got to see your growth like physically which is not a normal situation for, you know, us with our age gap as well as our school gap. So I have my own perceptions on your growth, not saying that you haven't grown a lot, but like I can see like specifically like in what areas you, you're growing, what other areas you got still left to grow and you know, where you haven't even scratched the surface. But I was new to Arizona. I'm essentially coming to your playground, right? And we were roommates. How do you feel that us being roommates had anything to do with your growth, if it had anything to do with your growth? Um, freshman year, considering I spent most of my time with Juan, who was just as wild as me, 
I didn't really have somebody to keep me in check. And that's mostly the role you played uh, with my growth my sophomore year. I mean, there were a lot of dumb decisions that I probably would have made if you weren't there. And, you know, I'm used to the one, I'm used to being the one that makes the decisions for their group rather than, you know, the one who plays second fiddle to someone much older. I grew up as, I grew up three years older than my younger brother, my only sibling. So I guess I never felt what it, I never knew what it felt like to be the little bro. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think that's true. I mean, for me at least, obviously, uh, when you're living with someone, whether you're friends or not friends, you're not always going to see eye to eye. So I feel like sometimes I was too invested as like already knowing you and us being friends that I feel like I, I micromanage too much sometimes. So it's not your fault. You're not supposed to listen to everything I, I, I say. Even if I was your father, you're not supposed to listen to everything I say. But <laughs> I wasn't used, well, I wasn't used to like not all my advice, advice being as receptive. Cause I'm used to, you know, I'm not saying I'm the smartest dude, but I'm usually the one that people come to for advice. So I think what I had to grow with or learn is that sometimes you have friends or people that you care about where it's better to sometimes not say anything or let them figure it out and then just be there when they need you in order to you know get advice or whether they have a question about something etc like i know it's funny because several things that you do naturally now is like stuff that I may have asked about or was frustrated about when we were roommates. But now I'm like, it feels weird because like you just do it naturally. Like this may sound corny, but it's like something simple. For example, when we were roommates, we were roommates, but we very much had our own like separate lives. Like we hung out at the crib together, but you know, I had school and stuff for grad school. You know, I hung out with the club basketball team a lot, et cetera. Uh, you yeah. hung out with like some of your other friends, et cetera. And like, that's just kind of how it was. And like every now and again, we would hang out together with, you know, your friends, or I may have invited you to something that I was going to, but that's like how it was. So yeah. fast forward now to the pandemic, et cetera. It just, it took me some time getting used to where you would hit me up first and be like, Hey, do you want to do this? Or do you want to do that? And you even did that when you lived at the cottages. You'd be like, oh, do you want to do this? You want to do that? So it, I guess it was just a weird shift for me. I was like, oh, yeah. like he's just picking certain things up like naturally. You know, not saying that it was that big of a deal, but you know, if you're friends with somebody, it's cool to be included, you know, sometimes, especially if yeah. you are in a, you know, close proximity to other like we are. So I thought that was one of the ways that you grew as well as like certain stuff, like I'm not gonna get into detail, but like certain little things that you did far as like, if someone suggested something or someone asked you to do something, you'd be like, nah, I'm good. I, I don't need to be doing that. 
So I thought that was beautiful to see on my end from, you know, I guess the older, like big brother type of role that I have in our relationship. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, I'm trying to think the right way to word this. Yeah, I mean, I definitely used to be really bad about hitting up my friends. I kind of just waited on somebody to text me to hang out rather than, you know, inviting someone along or including someone or being like, hey, do you want to do something? And, you know, something I'm still working on to this day. And yeah, um, that's one of the ways I grew. And I think sophomore year, it was just, it was crazy thinking about going from the last time I had seen you was the end of camp in 2016 yeah. to now we see each other every day and we're roommates. That was a wild transition. I didn't think about it like that, but yeah, that does make sense. So, I mean, obviously we had Skype with the whole squad and everything, but that was the first time I had seen you in person in two and a half years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Two, two, yeah, like two and a half years. And like yeah. difference from like me telling you my stories about college to now you've already experienced. I'm college. part of your stories. And now, yeah, now you're like part of like what I'm experiencing or like now you, obviously you didn't get to see like UK Lamar, like yeah. that's a whole different version of myself, but you got to like see some of the stuff I was talking about or why I had certain perceptions about college the way I had it, et cetera. Exactly. So now, whether it be personal growth wise or just career growth wise, you have any like long-term goals currently? Honestly, the way it's been going with, you know, just sports writing and reporting in general, I think that's probably going to be where I end up landing with a job. And my goal is to get that blue check first on Twitter. And then, you know, Instagram is going to be a lot more difficult. But getting that blue check as a sports journalist is that verification is like validation as a sports journalist, you know, that you've solidified yourself in the sports journalism field and you know, when people click on your profile, when you're live tweeting a game or talking about any kind of sports topic, they're going to see that blue check and be like, oh, this guy's an expert. This guy knows what he's talking about. This guy does this for a living. So I think that 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 will be a huge step for me. And, you know, just slowly moving up the sports journalism ranks. I think I've already um, made some shortcuts through the industry just by people I know. Like, I don't, I don't know of very many 19-year-olds saying they, could, they had interned with the Golf Channel. That was a unique opportunity. And yeah, I just hope to keep climbing the ranks in the sports journalism field. I mean, that's to be expected. The only way to go is up. Uh, before I get you out of here, I play a game with 
at all of my guests. So today is going to be simple. I'm going to just make a statement, whether it be, you know, about college or, yeah, statement usually, statement pretty much related to, you know, college or ASU. And it's called That's Cap. Real talk or that's cap. So I'm going to make a statement and you just answer with real talk or that's cap, whether you believe it's true or false. All right. So first statement, ASU is wilder than you expected coming into college. Cap. Hmm. So like I expected it to be pretty wild. Interesting, interesting. All right, next one. You would live at the cottages slash red point. That's what I think that's what they call it now. Again. Yeah. Cap. Hmm. Too that was that was too much. Too much. Absolutely. It was <laughs> sorry for cussing, but it was a shit show. Yeah, I can attest to that. I can attest to that as a, a as a guest multiple times. All right. Getting a girlfriend was one of the best decisions you made in college. Absolutely. I've been a lot more focused since that began and I was not, you know, running the streets. Yeah, I, I think uh I think uh that's very valid. All right. ASU's Cronkite School exceeded your expectations. Absolutely. I did not think that the professors I've had would be, you know, this highly accomplished in the industry. I don't know where they're getting these teachers from, but because barely any of them are alumni. They're not, none of them are alumni, or very few of them are alumni. I don't know how they're doing it. Next thing you know, they're going to have Matt Berry teaching uh, television sports recording. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. All right, last one. Life after college makes you a little nervous. Cap. Hmm. That means ASU prepared you then. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's not usually that you hear arguably the number one party school is one of the best for job placement. But in the Cronkite School of Journalism, I mean, I'm very confident that I will have a full-time offer locked up before April even begins. Hmm. That's what we like to hear. We like to hear. All right. Uh, That's all I have for you all this week on this episode of the Jack of All Trades pod. Make sure you check out the episode on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast at. Uh, and also make sure that you check out our podcast, Let's Talk About Sports Podcast. I'll put that information in the bio as always. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you, Brandon. Also, make sure you get my book, put that info in the bio, and follow me at Jack Onovan on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. LA out.